Welcome back. This is Soul Practice, Raw Conversations, Real Practices. I'm Phyllis Mathis. And I'm Kathy Escobar. Um, so we had a walk this morning <laughs> around Tucker Lake uh, with Raina. We always wish everyone could just see how fun and sweet it is and how the same things happen every single week. <laughs> like, Raina, come, come. <laughs> come, come, come. Raina, you come here right She's now. She's like, I'm smelling something. Because she can <laughs> run free. She can actually run free all the way around the lake um, unless we see somebody, you know, and then I have to pull her. But anyway, we also um, had a little conversation about something that I we talk about a lot. But um, I really want to bring to the surface today um, about narcissists and bald face liars bald face liars. And I don't know how we're going to pull this off in 30 minutes because there are so many liars. There are so many liars. And these liars are from, obviously, in the United States, the top uh, political office in the United States from that, but all the way down to the smallest level um, of people in relationship with bald face liars. And, um, and how complicated it is for those of us who want to operate and do operate with integrity yeah. <laughs> and honesty, and just like a basic playing field of like level. Okay. So, you know, I own when I don't tell the truth. I, I lie sometimes. I have white lies. I do. And so like, I'm not talking about that yeah. little weird yeah. things. Okay. Talking about straight up falsehoods. And with a straight face. In the face of facts. In the still lying. Yes, in the face of facts. So here's why it came to um, the surface for me. And um, some of you can still hear this. You know, I, I'm basically going to sound a little weird until the end of the year because I have these appliances in my mouth and recovered from or recovering from surgery, um, a big oral surgery that did a big bone grafting, like nasty, nasty, and this gum implant and grafting. So I'm doing pretty good. Reconstruction, such as surgery. You have it, it was reconstruction. Yeah. yeah. It was like basically replacing and building up everything that got damaged 22 years ago. And so I just talk, I'm ta I talk a little funny and it's just part of it. It's much better. Those of you who bore with the whistle. <laughs> Just want to name it. It sucked. <laughs> like people who used to do indentures. <laughs> oh my God. There's a Winnie the Pooh. Our friend Mary Rayner like said to you, I was the Winnie the Pooh suffering sucking. <laughs> okay. I don't, I want to come back to, so I watched a lot of TV because I was down for two weeks and I saw this uh, show on a documentary on HBO called The Scheme. And it is so worth watching. It's about the NCAA scandal about paying players. And this young black man, very talented agent kind of person who basically was the middle person um, between uh, coaches of big teams. We're talking multi, multi-million dollar empires. I mean, the highest paid the officials. Yeah, the college level in some states, the highest paid official in some states are college basketball coaches. Oh okay, so anyway, the story, I don't want to get bogged down in it, but what struck me, I was enthralled with the whole thing, Jose and I watched it together, is that the coaches, 
all white, all male, all making tons of money, like the top, top and money, were recorded by the FBI, not just him, like recording voice memos. So there was some suspicion that there was. Yeah, there's a whole case. It's really worth, it's it's really worth watching. Um, and, but the point is, is that there's all these tapes of him, the coaches talking to him about paying players. Okay. They're like all recorded. It's not like iffy. And then there's these scenes of them when it came out that they had never had a conversation with this young man, his name is Christian. I can't remember his last name in this moment in their lives. So they came out and said. We have never spoken to this man ever yes, in our lives. Ever. When the truth And comes. that is not, we never pay players. <laughs> okay. So straight up, bald face light. And you're just like, Jose and I were, I'm like, we're both laid on the couch. Different couches were like, what? <laughs> and so then here's the fascinating part is that they, some of them lost their jobs, but they just got other ones making millions of dollars somewhere else at another team. And then this uh, Christian and then a uh, uh, host of some other people that um, on the whole were black, not all of them, but uh, a few weren't, all got charged with stuff. So the ones that, re- so the agents? Yeah, the middle people all middle took people, the ball. Uh, That's all, it's okay. the, in the simplest way. Yeah. And so the part I was struck with and just to kind of wrap this part up, is that um, we tolerate bald face lying. Yeah. We tolerate it. And narcissists and our, you know, I think our highest played episode on soul practice. I mean, this is, there's an irony to this that is so fascinating is our uh, episode in the first season on narcissism. And I like to talk about it because it is pervasive. As I said, not just in the top, echelons of things but all the way down and it's embedded in white supremacy white male supremacy in some of our circles white christian male supremacy because we see that narcissists are um uh like populate christian evangelicalism at least yeah we're we're basically manufacturing them (laughs) (laughs) great it's we're a factory farming we're yeah. farming them yes and we feed them and we we let them do it and but as people like telling the truth like you just you it's so hard so I just want to I want to put that out there and I know you have tons of experience in your own life and with people that you work with it's just this a huge uh, essence or characteristic of narcissists is that they bald face lie. Yeah, they just come right out and lie. And um, I don't know where I want to start because because really it it's actually the the quote that's running in my head is that famous quote with the finger pointing that said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Well, did you or did you not? And what do you mean by sexual? Relief? So that's that's the that's one of the first ones that was on everybody's radar because it seemed so so contrary to the facts, and he was just so adamant about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he did in his own. I you know kind of lost track of that whole story, like what how he organized that in his own head to be able to sit there and say out loud with his finger pointing, "I did not do that." Um, but that's in popular culture, it's happening more and more. 
so one of the things uh, that I watched after you watched your thing was this movie about uh, the run-up to the Iraq war. Mm. And right after 9-11, what had happened was um, this little journalist or this news organization that that does a lot of on-the-ground journalism was finding that um, after 9-11, of course, we invaded Afghanistan, but there's no glory there. There's no nothing there for us. And so there were certain people in the administration who had been wanting to invade Iraq for a long time, get regime change in Iraq since before 9-11. And so, yeah, we we invaded Afghanistan. We fought a war there, but there just was, and they didn't even try that hard to get bin Laden because once you do it, then it's over. Mm -hmm. And these were people in the government who were saying that out loud and um, laying the groundwork for creating a narrative that Saddam Hussein had uh, weapons of mass destruction and they were lying about it. And so this news organization was interviewing the people who were below the echelon of Rumsfeld and Powell, Powell who had been lied to and um, the other people in the administration who were in on this whole idea that we need to go into Iraq, we need to invade that country, we change the regime. And they didn't say the word oil at all in the whole movie, but why would you do that if it weren't for that? So so the bald face lying, it was that they decided on the narrative that they wanted, they created it, and then they created the understories that would feed into the justification. And I remember at the time, do you you probably remember too, I don't know, it changed you guys' lives forever, 9-11 did, but um, 9-11 and then the Iraq war and the whole run up to it was everybody on TV saying, we have this evidence and yeah. he's going to do it. And if he doesn't do it now, he's going to do it later. And, and what if the verification for all these facts is a big mushroom cloud? So it was a huge threat in this big narrative and everybody did the talking points and convinced everyone, including the New York times and all the and CNN and all the news outlets, as well as, almost every member of Congress who voted for the resolution to go to war. Hmm. And then it turns out that it was complete and utter fabrication. It was completely false. And, oh, well, we did a war we didn't need to go into. So now it's like, yeah, that was bad. That was terrible. But there were thousands of U.S. lives lost and over a million Iraqi lives lost one million one million yeah because these white guys decided that they they wanted a war Mm. for whatever reason so and the lie that was carefully constructed and then in intentionally distributed to the to the united states so that's just a, a huge egregious kind of thing and then it comes out later and the new york times apologizes but no one goes to jail you know we have regime we have our own regime change but Oh, well, and who pays the price? Who pays the price? Who pays the price every time? And so then in 2016, we also had an interesting thing because it, the, the kind of the the strategies of bald faced liars became um, more evident. So I'm thinking about Steve Bannon, who has very openly just said, you create reality by what you tell people. 
And so you say what you're going to say, and then you double down, you triple down, and then you go on the attack. And that was what happened in 2016, because there were facts everywhere. And all throughout the, 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 um, the, uh, what is it (laughs) when they're running for office? Oh my God. (laughs) All throughout the campaign, fact-checking, facts didn't matter. Facts don't matter is what you say and how you say it that matters. And I remember being terrified at the time because, um, we're losing our ability to discern what's true and what's false and facts don't matter. And they're alternative facts. Yeah. That term, that terminology came up and yeah. that, that was a, yeah. that was a Kellyanne Conway or something, but the alternative, yeah, alternative facts. facts. <laughs> so, um, so it, it down to this, the audacity that we see happening from the top all the way down to little children, I think. Although little children always try to get away with stuff. It's different. You know, it's yeah. a whole different thing. But um, but you know, one time I was in court, this is years ago with somebody um who was in an, in a relationship with an abuser. And I I went to court and I knew the whole story. I knew the whole story. And um she and I I knew the facts. Like there were, there were clear facts about certain things Mm -hmm. and he got on the stand and he just started lying. Like it was nuts. I mean, I remember sitting there next to her going, oh my God, like he's just telling a totally different story in court. And he's, this is just a, you know, it's just a worker bee in the world, you know, like, but it was just like straight face, bald baseline. And so after he took an oath to tell the truth. Yes. And so what was so hard in that moment, and this is what I always say to people in the end, integrity does rise rise to the surface. I do believe that. And that is something that I do say with people who are in relationship with narcissists and bald-faced liars. Ultimately, that doesn't mean you can't win. You can't win with narcissists. It's the, you taught me that. Like that is like a core principle. You can't win. So you can't like play in the same tit for tat. It doesn't work because they lie. They lie and they're willing to go further than you do. Yeah. They just you have going. a conscience. They don't. Yeah. So, so it, you can't sustain the power. So you will not win, but true integrity, true, no, you know, no, you're doing the right thing. Looking out for your children. This is a huge thing, certainly in relationship to a lot of the women that I've traveled with. Sometimes uh, married to, you know, really popular mega church pastors that everybody fucking adores. And they're bald-faced liars and gaslighters and abusers. And so in this this situation, I remember I kind of whispering to her, like, there's nothing you can do in this moment. You can get up and you can tell your truth ultimately integrity does rise to the surface this fucking sucks i'm so sorry and honestly that what we're observing right there that is nuts yeah and um in a court of law and so anyway the in the end they did they did catch him in some things like they did enough i mean he kind of got away with more than i think he should have and she ended up um getting enough in the moment and integrity ultimately goes to the surface and she kept keeping on keeping on on behalf of her kids and he's slowly you know not part of her 
life in the same way or kids grew up. But um, I think what my point is, is that in this conversation is not just in the highest level. Yeah. It's like just in common. And it does, I'm not saying that women don't lie, but it's, I'm sorry. It's somehow, I believe this in the processing. It is somehow embedded in this white male supremacy culture that they get away with it in a way that is still just shocking to me. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think is shocking to all of us because we can't, we can't quite quite wrap our heads around why do they get to get away with it? And why do we left? (laughs) Yeah. Like what, what part do we play in, in creating an environment and sustaining an environment in which bald faced liars figure they can do that. So there has to be something that um, is saying, yeah, I can do, I can do that. It's some kind of privilege, some kind of entitlement yeah. that has to be just known about because it works, it happens or else people wouldn't do it. So, so I, I'm, I don't know exactly what it is, but um, I think some of it has to do with this sense of, we need to see people throwing power around. Mm-hmm. I don't, what is it? What is it that we, we love about narcissistic public figures. What charm and charisma and power and what? Yeah, it's it's got to be in there. And I, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean, I don't, I don't exactly remember when this episode will be out, but I do know that yesterday was Palm Sunday, and over the years, I've written some posts on that day that are related to kings. And there's a few, it's just called Kings. And then it's like, um, charisma, fairy dust and our addiction to Kings. There's just multiple things over the years that I've written in this. And you and I have talked about this. We, we have an episode called Kings and Queens. I Mm -hmm. think, I think that, and you know, thinking about these coaches, thinking about like, we just, we, it's in us to follow. Yeah. And to give up our agency and to believe in and to sub, like, like fairy dust, um, where we just aren't seen clearly to somehow be attached to something. And it is a huge dysfunction. And it's like, we can't believe that they would do that. Mm-hmm. Or we don't care. That someone says I could go into Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and nobody would care. And we didn't. Yeah, we did. I mean, he was absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, he was calling U.S. Senator Pocahontas. Yeah. And that was just one small thing. Oh. And of the many tens of thousands of things that have been documented that he have set, has said that are patently false. Yes. And so, like, that to me, like, so are, where are the deal breakers? Yeah. And what's fascinating and this is like I, I mean we're not um sociologists and I love I mean this is where I still wonder like where's the stuff I guess we're still in it so it's hard and I know a lot of research is going to come out about this but the sociologists like are going to teach us all in this department about our culture and for sure what's happened since 2016 with Donald Trump because whatever Donald Trump did did reveal something. He just did it out loud. Yeah, he just did it out loud. And then it really increased the conversation about narcissists. I was happy because we were talking about it a long time before then. 
we just had one in the biggest office in the United States. And it was so clear, all the things, the gaslighting, the bald base lying, yeah. the, you know, just getting away with all the shit. It's all yeah. about, yeah, it was all out there. Um, so it just kind of is a weird human thing. And I think, you know, again, I'm not going to go like too uh, bible or anything, but if you just read the book of Kings, you know, what is it over and over and over again? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. And then it falls, but then somehow they rise and they come back into power. Maybe their kid kills them, you know, and then, <laughs> and then they get killed. The kid gets killed. You know, it's just nuts. And I think somehow it's like gotta be something in our human. And I wonder if like from its base, of just evolution it has some kind of survival thing in there maybe it's yeah, the way we yeah. cope I don't yeah. know yeah I I don't know for sure either and I if in an in another universe I probably got my PhD in sociology because <laughs> I'm you know yeah I want to understand some of these things but I, I think part of the reason why um they get away with it is because uh most people were raised to be honest tell the truth and be self-reflective and like we all got to live on this plan together and so you gotta you know treat other people the way you want to be treated that whole ethos of be honest tell the truth work hard take responsibility all of that is pretty much ingrained in us and it we need to to operate in good faith to hold together a family or a community or an organization or a state or or a country it has to run on good faith effort yeah. and basic kind of, yeah, people are going to try and, and get their way all the time and they, they'll be shady about it, but there has to be some basis of, of socially acceptable norms of how you conduct yourself as a community or as a country. Well, that's a, that's a strength of a healthy system but it's also a vulnerability for somebody who wants to be an outlier outlier like that can be used against us mm-hmm. so that that very thing that holds us together can be used against us for pe- by people who don't care who want to get their thing done and subvert the system so it get gets used against people of good faith by bad players bad actors and so I think that's part of it and so those of us who are watching it happen are are kind of shocked because they're breaking rules that should never be broken and so it's so shocking that we that someone would have the audacity to do it that we kind of sit there and go blink 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 well he seems real can really convinced like he really that sounds so convincing you know like and the unspoken thing is, why would someone get up there and say that out loud if it wasn't true? Like it breaks some kind of societal norm that we we instinctively know we can't cross or else we're all fucked. And yet it's happening. And we're still at that stage of like tilting our head and going, say what again? <laughs> it's so fascinating. It is so fascinating to me, just like the reality of like the gaslighting. I mean, that's ultimately, it's like, that's what it's all stirred up in. Yeah. Because what it does is it makes us doubt ourselves. Yeah. And once you've done that, then then there, we're neutralized. Yeah. So then things can happen that wouldn't 
uh, otherwise happen. And it happens at a, at a high level, but at the relational level, and I said this before on the, the episode about narcissists, is that when I'm working with someone who is in relationship with a narcissist, you have to know as soon as you can, the rules have changed. Mm. And you are operating out of a set of rules that you have been taught are what you need to do inside of a relationship to stay connected and have a healthy relationship. But a narcissist changes the rules or doesn't play by the rules. And we don't notice that we're, we don't want to believe that we don't want to think that, that someone that we're connected to would do this, would break the rule, the fundamental rules of connection. And this bald faced lying is the biggest one of them. So so our shock when that happens neutralizes us. And then they're just like, okay, let's try that again. Let's double down on that. Let's say that on all the news outlets. Let's let's broadcast the talking points so everybody gets it and everybody says it. So everybody believes it. So we get to do what we want. Yeah. And in relationships that are not working, then that's that's how power um, sustains itself if it's not according to the rules of reciprocity that we were taught to abide by. Yeah, that is so good. And I do think about women in relationship. I mean, that's just always like right in the front of my brain because of so many stories over the years and just exactly what you said, identical. And the pain, this is something that I just want to acknowledge, the pain of everybody else believing them. Yeah. And so like everyone, including the children sometimes. Yes. Because that's a, that's a huge piece of this is that bald faced liars lie to the kids. Yeah. And, um, and so, and you know, kids are, kids are going to believe, I mean, goodness gracious, grownups believe again, that's that integrity rises to the surface. A lot of times I'm like, they're over time. They will, they'll realize that he's a liar over time, but in the end, in the, you know, in this stage, you, there's nothing you can do except for tell your truth. And, um, as you were talking, something really circled around. And I wonder if this is a little bit of all of our conversations is that, um, it comes back to that. The hope is in the underground building our small, honest pockets of integrity and health and the power of that but how hard it is to do in the face of everyone else hooked in to the charisma and the power and um, believing bald face liars or just not caring about the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's happened a lot in some of these stories is no one's ever bothered to ask the partner the truth. They just don't bother. Yeah. And it's like, hey, FYI, you know, there's another side. Uh, this is years and years ago, so long ago now. I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago, but where it's like, oh my gosh, he's going around saying that as like one person bothered to just pick up the phone and like ask her her perspective. Mm-hmm. This is in leadership. So it's a different story. Like they're willing to hire somebody and they're not willing and promote them. They ended up losing because he was a fucking narcissist and took down the whole church and ruined it all. <laughs> Ultimately, the dummies. Yeah. But they, it was their fault for giving, believing them. Yeah, because we're, we're addicted somehow to yes. fairy dust. 
uh, say more about the fairy dust because so the fairy I, I get it for y'all <laughs> the thing i'll say about it is like there's this it's kind of this blindy thing it's like they sprinkle it on <laughs> and then you you don't put it you don't get anchored in truth so like a, it's like a jedi mind trick <laughs> kind of so this is one time this is again years ago as we wrap up this is not the abuser you're looking for <laughs> yeah this happened because i was in relationship with a super super narcissist pastor this is a long time ago he was really popular and so have cut ties with them and all these things but i was at a party and i was with jose and i was at a party i'll never forget this that's actually how kind of this post came about because I ended up talking to him and he's like bullshitting me. Okay. <laughs> he's bullshitting me. I'm like, it's, there's the moves, you know, kind of that praise and oh, then here's where I'm at and like all these things. And I get in the car and I say, gosh, you know, it seems like he's like, and Jose goes, are you fucking kidding me? Sprinkle this fairy dust on you. <laughs> And I was like, literally, I, I'll never forget this. I like put my hands on the seat and I was like, okay, I'm clear. I'm cleansed. I see it clearly. I am so sorry. I got sucked in and it was like a 10 minute conversation. But what's fascinating is I knew all the facts about him. Bald face liar, gaslighter, narcissist, power monger, charmer, 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 charmer. And that's what Barry Dust does. And it makes you believe in in grace and i that word in all of this and this this comes in more in christian circles but it kind of comes in these coaches too like this room for oh you know they probably got sucked into something and this false grace yeah we want to give them the benefit of the doubt yes and that is so dangerous because the ultimate thing in this whole conversation is there's not consequences for lying there's not consequences for abusing people and taking your families on this horrible ride. There's not consequences for building communities, churches, not communities that uh, in the end harm people. There's not consequences. And that is what is the hardest part for yeah. me is that there's not. And that owning that, you know what? There's really not. Yeah, there's like this, this sense that we don't want to tear a good man down. Ah, uh, and then on patriarchy, what we will do, I'm just going to take a female candidate in the 2016 election. Yeah. Like what we would do to her, like what he fucking got away with. Yeah. And what she couldn't say. And I'm not trying to stick up for right. all the it's things not- about Hillary Clinton and their family, but I'm saying that is disgusting and telling and tells the story what we're willing to tolerate in men. And how women have a totally different place in this that is wrong on every level. Yeah. On um, misogyny. Have you did it? Yeah. And the fact that the US has never had a, a white, I mean, a white, a, a female leader, when pretty much every other developed country in the world has gotten over their shit about it and, and had somebody at levels of power that, you know, yeah. is female. That's interesting. That's, but that's kind of a side. So, yeah, no, but it's all part of it. I, so. Yeah, the fairy dust. I, uh, I, was, I was thinking about a particular um, fairy dusty kind of kind of a thing where I had worked. I'd worked for several months with this organization who was trying to figure out a way to uh, advocate for a female on their team who was being harassed, dismissed, like weird 
weird dynamics on the team by the, the CEO. And so they hired me to help them understand the story, understand her story, understand the options for what they were going to do when this dude comes back from sabbatical. So they were all on her team. We were all set. We had the meeting. He walks into the room and the fairy dust explodes oh. from his from his <laughs> newly bleached teeth. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed was this big smile. I thought, oh, you nice bleaching job there, dude. And they all immediately just did like the, yeah. the dog thing where they all like rolled over oh, and went belly up. Oh, and she was hung out to dry. And he just was like, he yeah. was not disturbed. He was not, he was not apologetic. He was not understanding. He just came and sprinkled fairy dust over the whole thing. And I saw it right away and so did she. And we're like, all right, let's just figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. What are wow. you going to do to help her leave? Yeah. And I, that was like, the <laughs> but it, it was, it was, it's very bewildering. It's psychotic. He like it, yeah, it's got it, something in it. It that's, really is weird. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Well, so thanks for coming on our ball baseline ride. <laughs> our ride Down and our liars. <laughs> we don't like the liars. Um, but you know, everything on soul practice is really related to kind of it uh seeing and the human part and kind of what's going on inside of us in the deepest place, becoming healthier not honoring our souls and then practices so um give us a a soul reminder related okay. to well science. i just want to say some i think integrity is one of the uh core things of being human i think that we all have the capacity to have integrity and and we run better like our whole system runs better when we're in integrity with ourselves um but that's not the same as um projecting naivete on the world and expecting everybody to do it the right way you know we're in charge of our own integrity and it's worth it's it's worth it it makes everything run well and it is it's a soul quality mm -hmm. love it it does make me think of the practice that, that came into my brain because we never practice any of these everyone needs to know that like we don't rehearse anything we just literally plug in and talk so anything that we say, uh, she should never hold us too completely. <laughs> and then the sex, we're trying not to lie, but you know, we fight. We do, uh, but no, for sure. No, we don't lie, but sometimes we're like, it's an unfinished thought. Um, but really these things come in our conversation and this is what came. A practice is really listening to our soul and actually writing that down or clarifying it and saying, they're saying this but my soul knows this. Oh, good practice. Yeah, that's what came to me. They're saying this. All Those are all, you know, that's a, not a judgment. They're actually saying these words. But my soul knows this because we've got to anchor in and not that fairy dust um, and gaslighting doubt ourselves. And so um, there you go. We always love to hear your thoughts and um, in little ways we, we get, we like texts and emails and little things that say, Hey, this is what I thought, or thanks for that. Or I needed that today, or maybe think about this. You know, we always like that. So feel free to pass that on. And see you next time. Sounds good.